یہ انٹرنیشنل گیم ہے اس میں دماغ سے کھیلا جاتا ہے غصے سے نہیں Hello everybody and welcome to episode 58 of Hoop Darshan. Hoop Darshan! Episode number 58, Karan, we are now at a stage where there has literally been nobody who has won that number in the NBA. Did you think we'll get this far? <laughs> uh, not at all. I, I never thought we would reach num- uh, uncharted numbers in NBA history, so that's cool. <laughs> that's definitely cool so uh, since we've started to do the other thing of you know when we run out of jersey numbers we'll talk about um who who won the the 58 finals or the 1958 yeah. finals uh, and that's actually the st louis hawks who i imagine have become the atlanta hawks um in in today's game but yeah st louis hawks 1958 nba champions uh, let's just hope that the the episode number 58 um is a little more eventful than both the non-player and the st louis hawks <laughs> it it's 100% going to be there there a lot has happened in uh, indian basketball over the last like one, one month or so since we've left so yeah, i um, feel like uh, karan there's some there's a lot of pent up anger <laughs> in you uh, <laughs> and for all for good reason i might add so why don't you tell our listeners about the thing that's that's so frustrating and annoying you um, for the last few days so i think we should start off with the main um with basically the, the the main news we have to report is that the mm-hmm. fiba world cup qualifiers took place in india uh over the last week pretty much from the time we're recording uh the qualifiers took place in bangalore india played uh, these are the third and fourth games india already lost our first two games okay to yes uh lebanon and syria the third and fourth games were against jordan and lebanon they were back home in your hometown in bangalore which has pretty much become the the home court of indian basketball all the major events are happening here um as an aside tangent i wrote an article a few weeks ago about how um, the nba wants to hold an uh, pre-season game in india very soon adam silver talked about it during the nba all-star weekend and uh, and i was like discussing if if bangalore sounds like pretty it sounds like it might be the best place to do it because of all the attention there is there these mm-hmm. days you know um all the fiba events are happening there but to get back to our story yes uh the two qualifying games were to be held in bangalore and india lost both these games which is not totally surprising but it became a story once we know why india lost these games uh if you guys had been sort of following the build up to these games two of our best players amjot singh and amritpal singh amjot singh is playing in the Oklahoma City Blue for the NBA's G League. Amritpal Singh is playing for the Sydney Kings in Australia. These two are India's biggest stars. The third guy Vishesh is injured. So we are with uh Vishesh wasn't even in the consideration but Amjot and Amritpal came back to India for this tournament. They flew back they a, a yes. few days before. Took permissions took permission from their respective clubs to come back for this. Yeah, for, for a week to come back and play. their names were sent in the press conference by the bfi announced by the bfi secretary general and president to the media that they are going to be part of the team part of the roster and you know what happens on game day when i put the game on they're not even in the uh, starting lineup or the entire roster uh what the hell was going on like why are the two guys who can help us actually win this basketball game not playing this important basketball game well so it turns out that 
a so-called clerical error led Amjot and Amritpal to not play in this game. They, their names weren't even entered in the list that was given to FIBA for these two qualifiers. Now, there's been... It, it's, it's, if this is a clerical, clerical error, it's a clerical error of catastrophic proportions. How do you miss like the two best players in the country? You know, how do you miss putting them on the game list? It's like before the NBA Finals, the Warriors are like, you know what, we have everyone, shit, we forgot Steph and KD. Everyone else is there. <laughs> <laughs> the, the stranger part is, so based on my understanding of FIBA's rules, um, a certain amount of time before the game, you uh, all associations send a tentative list of 24 players. Yeah. So that's 24 of India's best players. Yes whose names should have gone to FIBA yes. many, many weeks ago. Yeah. And it's safe to say that in, in a matter of weeks, we're not going to get 24 better players than these two guys. <laughs> so <laughs> you would think that by default, their names have to be on that list. I think you have to and start a list with uh, Amjot, Amritpal and Vishesh, even if he's hurt. Just, just yeah. have them on the list in bold permanent marker at all times. It doesn't matter yeah, who... Even, who if they make it or not, have them in the 24 at all times. <laughs> exactly. And even if it's not because they're the best players, their name starts with A, goddammit. Like, you start all lists with <laughs> with A. <laughs> um, uh, so, so, it turns out that India didn't do that. Yes. And the blame is now being put by BFI on the players for not confirming soon enough that whether they'd be available or not. Which is, again, dumb. That even if they don't do that, you have 22 other spots from which you can pick players yeah. uh, for the final 12. So so that's what happened. And then, of course, if you're not in the initial 24 list, you can't make it to the final 12, which these guys didn't know till I assume they tried to submit the team of 12 and then FIBA said, no, that's not possible. And, and again, this is all very fishy because uh, a week before these qualifiers, I just even a bunch of media people received the, the team list that did have Amjot and Ritpal's name in it. They were part of uh, the, the photograph of the team. They were uh, the, the day before qualifiers when media were given access to come interview uh, the federation's coaches the, uh, the secretary general and the players um, Joe and all were interviewed about coming you know like how excited they are how prepared they are for these games um, and, and what continues to be fishy are the excuses that are being used now um, you know the BFI secretary general is talking about how because they didn't play for in India in the past the trust was broken to the selectors so the backstory to, to this is that um, Amjot could play in the November um, qualifiers because Amjot had just been drafted in late October to the Oklahoma City Blue. Like he had just basically made history. And he needed, and he was starting to play actually. It wasn't a pre-sync situation where he was drafted and dropped. And even Satnam, he, Satnam who was you know, famously the first Indian in the NBA, only played a minute or two in his um, GD career. But Amjot is decided to get a lot of minutes. He's decided to gain confidence and um, he couldn't just get up and leave. And I fully support his decision to stay um, within the first few weeks of his career to stay with the team that has drafted him, you know. Um, Absolutely. Amrit Pal actually came back from Australia to play. He played in the first qualifier where India travelled to Lebanon. And when the team came back home uh, to play Syria, his father fell ill. So he did not travel with the team to Bangalore. He went back to Punjab to, to tend to his father. But he came back. He flew He flew from Australia to India to Lebanon back to India. So like the effort was there. Why would he do all of this just to not then fly a little bit more to Bangalore and play in a game which he is the best player for the team, you know? So they used the trust excuse, but I think that the players rightly so had different priorities, had, had higher priorities at that time. And then they say that uh, they couldn't confirm it too late to, to add the, the uh, players in the list. But again, we sort of debunked that because their, their name was already on BFI's proposed list to the media you know, a week before. Right. 
So um, it, it all in all just just like a classic BFI situation. Um, can you can you say that you are surprised, Karan? Yeah. I'm surprised. I actually even even as much of a clusterfuck that we expect like these situations to be, I'm still surprised because these are the two best players in the country. Like it's not yes. it's not as if they forgot. You know, shoutouts to um, Akiran Pari, who's India's uh, leading point guard, who was actually we had interviewed in several weeks ago for this episode, but because of the changing circumstances, um, we've, we've chosen not to run with that. He's an important player for India. He's a he's a regular starter, uh, but if they've forgotten his name by some error. It would make me mad, but you know it wouldn't be the the worst surprise of all because he isn't famously yeah. one of India's best players. These yeah, guys, to your to your old analogy, that would be like leaving Andre Iguodala out. Like, of course that matters, but yes. like I'm pretty sure Golden State would win. Yes. It won't be the same team without. Abdul and Amjot for the very reason everyone was feeling confident. Even FIBA's official website had written preview articles that that India now has a chance because these two are are going to take part in in these qualifiers. So it's you know it's very fishy to me whether this was done on purpose or whether this was a mistake. Why would someone do it on purpose? And why, like, there's a lot still yet to be uncovered in this story, which you know I hope we'll get the answers to over the next few weeks. Um, Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, Karan, uh, about a couple of years ago, you, you and I both are like Real Madrid fans, and um, in in the Copa del Rey, which is like the second tier Spanish yes. uh, tournament, uh, Madrid went out of the Copa del Rey because they forgot that and that a player on their team. Was red carded the previous season and thus was ineligible. So they, <laughs> I remember this. They, they they put in an ineligible player on the squad list, and like this bungle has been topped by by BFI. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't they didn't field an ineligible player. They forgot to field the yeah. two best players of the team. What what's going on? Like I can't I can't believe it. Like as much as uh, how I can like I can believe in the concept of BFIs. Uh, being inept in their jobs, like this is this is just different levels, right? Like, what's yeah. next now? And 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 so like to go back to uh, how this eventually affected India's performance. Uh, our, the first game against Jordan, everyone was surprised, and the players, I mean, including the players who were on the court, you know, because they were expecting to play with two really easy dominant scorers, or one dominant scorer, one dominant defensive player, basically guys who had made would have made their life so much easier. They couldn't yeah. play, so shout out to. The guys who did step up for India, uh, two of them actually, Aravind and Nadurai, who's actually starting to play really well over the last few years, and um, mm-hmm. he dropped 28 and 11 on Jordan. And our man Satnam Singh, he nearly had a triple double, 20, 10, and 8, and he sh- he nearly broke the backboard at the Kantavira. He had this massive, amazing dunk where they had to basically call a timeout for t- 15 minutes to fix. The, the structure. <laughs> so, um, I mean, if the NBA preseason is considering India at some point, we need stronger structures and quicker reaction time because uh, and not, not everyone dunks with the same ferocity as Satnam, but still, you know, it's possible. Um, Absolutely. Um, yes. So, while, while you're at it, Karan, yeah. um, I also want to give a shout out to my boy Isaac. Um, so, Isaac is a guy who used to play for my club back in Bangalore. Uh, it's like a tiny second division team, but he was identified as like a star prospect and then recruited to the army and then he plays for ASC now in, in Karnataka yeah. and does services for India. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think uh, we might have mentioned him in a prior episode yes, or, yes. or the one that we lost, I'm not sure. <laughs> um, but uh, he eventually made it to the Indian team and also also got some uh, playing time. So shout out, shout out to Isaac. Um, it's like a true, true hardworking sort of story uh, and just a little humble brag that I, I personally know 
someone who started from the bottom and made it to the Indian national team. <laughs> that and that's the positive. That's the silver lining of these dark clouds, right? That when our top yeah. players, whether by injury or whether by in by d- dumb in- ineligibility, can't play. Uh, it gives a chance to like younger players to 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 wear the India jersey and go out and get the experience. Um, as I claimed that in both games actually, India lost the foot. You know, and here's the thing that really gets to me: India would have beaten uh, Jordan. We we yeah. were down by five points despite all of this drama. At the end of the yes. third quarter, we were down 66-61, and um, by the fourth quarter, we just didn't have enough like on us. Like they had to play Aravind and Satnam almost the whole game. Um, in Satnam's case specifically, he's a big guy. He can't doesn't really have the stamina to dominate the whole time. He dominates he dominates in stretches, yeah. um, and we we eventually lost by 14. But considering the what I expected to be the gulf between these two times, these two sides, it wasn't that bad, and mm-hmm. it frustrates me that we uh, we lost this game. We another game we should have won was in November against Syria, which we also again played without both uh, all the big three really. So if a few things had gone a different way, we we could have been two all in these qualifiers, and you know potentially thinking about the second round. Now I think there's no chance. Our next. So we we lost the game to uh, Lebanon badly. We lost <clears throat> we lost by like almost forty points. Uh, yeah, we lost by exactly forty points actually. Um, <laughs> lo- too many turnovers, bad shooting. It was just a really bad performance. So the next qualifiers are now in late June, early July. Uh, before that, we have to worry about the Commonwealth Games in April, um, and then later this year, there's the Asian Games too. This so there's gonna be a lot of basketball this year, and honestly, <laughs> my only hope and you know. Wish is that the BFI doesn't score own goals. You know, we have to, we have to, uh, like, leave aside all this, whatever this ego is, whatever the thing behind this whole drama is. You know, let's just be a professional organization and put the best players to play basketball for India to actually go out and play basketball for India. That's all there is. This is not a. This is not. You know, uh, it's not like astronomical science right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, could could not have said that better, Karan. I feel like it, we we need to get you um, raging more from the heart in these episodes. That tends to be that tends to be my job. Uh, between the two of us, usually I have something weird to complain about, but this is definitely a, like a legit complaint. It's um, uh, it's it's so indefensible. Um, so also, I want to like on the side give a, a, a give a sneaky side shout out to Amjot, another one. Uh, is that Amjot uh, yesterday at? Um, I mean, we are recording this on Tuesday, February twenty-seven, and on Monday, Amjot won the inaugural Times of India Sports Awards Basketball Player of the Year award, and he he went to collect this award in uh, in Mumbai. It was the jury's choice, and there is a separate award given for for popular choice too, and Amjot was actually the most popular option among fans too in voting. So they gave it to the second most popular person, which was Kerala's Gina Skaria. So, congrats to both of them, to Amjot and Gina. They, in my opinion, are the best male and female basketball players in India, and it makes sense that they get um, that they were awarded this this honor. Absolutely. Also, also both ex hoop session guests, so they are oh, definitely doing something right. Of course, of course. Uh, it's it's always an honor to talk to both of them. They're 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 such like they're they're, they're humble legends. I like to call them. You know. Um, and uh, again, this is another like such a twist in this whole story that the guy who was India's basketball player of the year could not play for the national team when he was there. So, this, yeah, this, <laughs> and healthy. 
<laughs> yeah, I feel like this is one of those things that we'll repeat a, a few times in the episode, like the win against China and and like all, all those other things we talk about every time. Yeah. Um, yeah, but but uh, current like we, we spoke about the whole process of th- this this screw up from BFI and the fact that he, we hosted. Um, these two teams and and you mentioned briefly that how Bangalore's kind of become like the base of BFI activities now and we yes. we host all all the matches and I think that this is something that that we haven't done in India in in, in haven't had the chance to do in India so um, it's a bit of a new experience for everybody and yes. I believe our current uh, our episode guest uh, for for this time um, is actually going to talk us through this this entire episode so why don't you tell our listeners. Uh, a little bit about who we're bringing on. Yeah, so I think we'll uh, introduce Yash Matange very soon. Yash is a sports writer. He works for Sportskeeda and he actually live blogged both of these games in person from the Srikantavira Stadium in, ba- in Bangalore. Um, I've actually never been to the Srikantavira. You, you have, um, and for me, it's, it's uh, sorry, uh, you, you, you've been there, right? Oh, absolutely! Yeah. All, all of our matches happen there, and it's it's Kantirava Stadium. It's a little oh, hard to say, okay. but uh, that's fine. Kantirava. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Oh, thank you for correcting me. I've been saying Kantavira the whole time. She, she, she Kantavira. Kant, no. Kantirava. <laughs> she Kantivara. Okay. She she Kantivara Stadium. All right. Um, so, so to talk about this stadium <laughs> and, and 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 these qualifiers and India's performances, and we're going to try and ask him some, some tough questions. Um, Yash. So I wanted to introduce Yash Matange. Uh, Yash, did I say your name right? Yash Matange. Yash Matange. How are you, Yash? Thank you for coming on Hoopdarshan. No, thank you. It's an honor. I'm good. So Yash has been um, a, a, a writer and a columnist and a blogger about, I think, all of sports, right? For for almost you know five to ten years, he's he works with Sportskeeda. He's written for NBA India. So big NBA fan, and Yash was in person covering the qualifiers for India at the at the stadium in the stadium which I can't pronounce apparently Kaushik <laughs> yeah you, you've butchered it a couple of times but I, I, I'm here as the as the local Bangalorean to okay. um, to help you saying stadium at insert stadium name <laughs> covering uh, India's two uh, some, somehow perplexing losses uh, to, to, to Jordan and Lebanon this week uh, Yash, why don't we get started with that straight away? Um, tell us first about just these, uh, just the stadium. Have you have you worked at this arena a lot before? What was the atmosphere like? No, no. I think I think I've I've gone for all the three qualifiers, all the three home fixtures that okay. India had, and. Um, it's it's not surprising that Basketball Federation of India needed to keep uh, tickets entry free oh, okay. um, to get some kind of crowd in, into the stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, but even even with, even with that, I think on yesterday was a Monday, so it was relatively you would you would say half full. Okay. But on Friday it was quite full. Um, uh, that also it also helped that India put up a competitive fight against Jordan on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's I mean it, it was my first experience of being in a stadium or in an arena, and it was quite loud. So I could I can I could probably imagine what it could be in a real NBA arena where yeah. it's really really loud. But this was just about half of the arena filled on all the three fixtures, mm-hmm. and. 
you know from the result of the game that they're not really here for the result as a, or rather supporting india a lot mm-hmm. it's it's more about seeing some dunks seeing some crossovers um seeing someone block swat someone's shot mm-hmm. and i think the biggest biggest reason everybody was there was post match they get to take selfies with satnam singh so <laughs> that was the star attraction so so, so satnam did get I some w's so <laughs> definitely i think it's uh, the games just for a moment the games aside it, it's a it's a huge uh, satnam deserves a lot of respect to like have a lot of patience and take photos with everybody who's come everybody who wants his autograph mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. in the arena and stadium for an hour after the match wow. just taking photos so it's a huge commitment from him irrespective of the result to have a smiling face on all of those photos shout out satnam and he actually played pretty well in that first game he he, uh, correct, correct. he had a near triple double assist correct correct he and, was two assist and he nearly broke the backboard right Yeah, they they had to take a, a relatively long time out to fix the stanchion to align it well once again. I love it. Um, so you said the arena was about half full. Uh, who were uh, now? Were you there for the the FIBA Asia Women's Cup and all of that? Because I heard, especially the final, the Division B final, which India won, it was rocking. It was I think from what I heard, it was a it was a packed arena for that. No, no, no. I, I think these three were the first fixtures I had gone to Kantirwa for. I don't think I was in Bangalore for the women's uh, fixture, but these three were. I think um, they were half full. You would say, I think. And who were the fans? Like, um, I know a lot of you know Indians. The, the Indian national women's team were there supporting the the players. A lot of young basketball right. players and clubs showed up. Um, right. What is the the average profile of the fan who's you know who you saw coming to these games? I think the majority was uh, guys or uh, girls who play basketball between the age of 15 and 25, mm-hmm. and really want to catch some glimpse of FIBA international basketball in their city. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're passionate about the game. Need not necessarily know everything with respect to the rules or anything like that, but. Mm-hmm. if they play they know what they're doing and they really wanted to catch a glimpse so there was a lot of crowd like that mm-hmm. on monday there were i think a group of 30 to 40 school kids who i think had come on a group venture mm-hmm. so that was a welcome sight as well mm-hmm. on friday you could see a lot of families who had come and who maybe wanted to close the weekend out with some basketball to just mm-hmm. see how it goes Mm-hmm. It's a good test uh, case for um, whenever you know India hopes to one day start their professional league, just to see yeah. like what sort of fans would be interested in, what sort of fans would. I mean, this was free, but eventually be willing to pay to come watch basketball in India. Correct, correct. I think that that's the challenge. I mean, this this is arguably the best, your best uh, team that you're going to put up in front of countries that visit. So. If it's free, how many people are going to come? Then you mm-hmm. make a test case for: Are they going to be willing to pay? Are we ready for that kind of a pro league mm-hmm. uh, that can really run by itself based on revenue or whatever? Now it's in, it's interesting you say that this is arguably the best team to put out there because it <laughs> wasn't, right? <laughs> no, no, no. It, it def. I mean. 
I, I say arguably because <laughs> I felt they could have definitely put up a better team. And I mean, very specifically. So when I, <laughs> I mean, if we want to put it out to <laughs> listeners, we are definitely referencing Amrit Pal and Amjot Singh not playing the first game. In fact, both of them. Yes. So yes. So, um, so what were you uh, feeling in the arena, like? based on all the build up that happened before the match everybody expected these two guys to be part of the team and i'm pretty sure that was part of the draw you know in terms of asking people to come watch the match as well right like um, you, you said that it they it, it was their chance to get a glimpse of what fever level competition is uh, so what did you feel like when you when you didn't see those guys suit up for the for the team so i had i had honestly prepared for the game that i would ask in the post game press conference that hey how much of an impact had these guys made in the game yeah. irrespective mm-hmm. of whether they had won or lost yeah and i go there and about an hour before the game while the rest of the team is warming up these guys are in their jeans and um, full sleeve hoodies or whatever and i'm like why are these guys sitting on the sofas where normally the federation officials sit why are they hovering around that area and i was obviously sitting in the media uh, seating where i couldn't really speak to anybody as to what is going on but it was it was quite uh, uh, quite confusing as to why that something like that would go down mm. when this when the friday's game was definitely the best chance to win i think yeah. among all the four games they've had so far we played really well was, even without them in, Correct. I mean, it shows the game, the result, the final result was a 14-point game, but for a majority it was quite a close game. Yeah, um, and the 14-point thing you talked about, that's, I mean, Amjot could have covered that pretty much by himself. He's the, that's that's his average. And that's not putting sure. into account the, the the defensive thing that Amritpal brings in. And to put into account the fact that how much they've improved playing in the G League and the, and the NBL. Like, these guys have been playing with elite-level players. This would have been easy pickings for them, coming back here. Correct. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, I mean... Their impact was there was we were definitely looking forward to them making an impact because both of them had also missed the November games, the November yeah. window games. So this this was a good start for them to get some momentum, win the Friday's game forward on to Monday. But it just went downhill from when they didn't play it, it really went downhill from there. Uh, yes, you also um live blocked this game, right? So what was that experience like first of all i want to ask did you did you even get like proper network inside inside the stadium to to do live no, vlogging no 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 so to their credit that there was nothing wrong with the network in the stadium <laughs> <laughs> so i think it, i think it's a challenge because um the fiba qualifiers are something that i think the officials want I, there was a sense that they wanted to get the game over quickly right there are time windows between quarters or between halves um, those things were really stuck to as in a one minute or two minute break between the quarters and stuff like that 
and the number of dead ball situations are very large. There's very little time for you to catch your breath. You're constantly covering something and trying to recap what happened in the last minute. Uh-huh. And by the time you've done that, there's something else that happened. Mm-hmm. I- so. So I think when Satna moved the stanchion, when he moved the stanchion with his dunk, that really helped. It helped me catch a breather. <laughs> <laughs> so no wonder you're singing his praises. <laughs> no, no. I mean, even even on in November when he had come for the one home fixture, it was yeah. it was quite amazing to see the amount of patience he shows with uh, yeah. everybody trying to get to get something from him. Um, so, so you didn't really have any um, time to find out more about this situation, like, like, no, like you were just busy with the game. Yeah, so I, I, I've just read multiple reports, but I've, I've nothing mm-hmm. other than that. But it's just, I mean, it's just sad to hear how it went down. Yeah, there's obviously no official word about it, but. Um, it's just, I mean, they really had a, I mean, sitting there in that arena watching the game live, mm-hmm. they really had a chance to win that game. And maybe their fortunes, it could have been different on Monday if they won on Friday. I mean, yep. who knows? Um, Absolutely. And uh, and what about the post-game press conferences? Did you pick up anything interesting, any... Um... Um, anything enlightening that either Rajinder Singh, the coach said, or Satnam or Aravind, who was there the second day. Um, oh yeah, and before we get to that, like let's talk about Aravind a little bit. Uh, did he impress you too? He had a pretty good first game, and he has improved uh, a lot over the last few years. So what was his performance abs- like? Absolutely, absolutely. I think he impressed me a lot in the first game, mm-hmm. but it, it it doesn't come off much as a surprise because I think um, he, he was coming off a huge. Um, so these guys had played an invitational tournament in Indonesia yes. before they had. Yes. So he was their leading scorer. I think averaging around twenty-five, if I'm not wrong. Mm-hmm. So coming off of those numbers, he, he put up twenty-eight. But when you look back at that twenty-five, it wasn't very surprising. Mm-hmm. But his his he his impact is like undeniable. I mean. That's why it's so disappointing when Amritpal and uh, Amjot don't play because you really want to see all of the best players play together. Yes. And not and not one player put up a good performance on one day. Hmm. Yeah, so, it's not really it's not really that much to ask for, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's why we say it's sad and not I mean any other thing because hmm. I don't think it's a lot when we don't have a lot to lose in terms of hey put our best foot forward, but. Hmm. I don't know why that didn't happen. Um, and the other sort of noticeable thing from like Ali, I, I was just watching these games online. And the other like, noticeable thing was that we continue to struggle. All of our best players that we've named so far, we talk about Amjot, Amritpal a lot. We talk about Satna, we talk about Aravind. These are all big guys, you know. But right. we continue yeah. to suffer so badly with our, our backcourt. Our, like just bringing the ball up to the halfway line. The, especially the way Lebanon was playing us. They were trapping us all the way at the half point. Uh, we had so many turnovers. We had so many bad passes. You know, the, 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 the really nervous dribbling as we were going down the court. Um, especially without Vishesh in the lineup. You know, we don't have that many Correct. ball handlers. Akilan missed the game because he had his engagement. Uh, so, do you see that? did you see that in person? Was that a frustrating thing to experience? Just India's um, uh, problems with the backcourt, with the ball handlers. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. It's it's a great point you brought up because I had it as a point noted down while watching the first game. Mm-hmm. 
that they, when Jordan decided to start pressing them full court, they mm-hmm. really couldn't, they didn't have an answer to it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's not just about bringing the ball forward. Their guard play in general is uh, when Satnam and Arvind really pressure the paint, mm-hmm. you want your guards to really be a threat by knocking down some shots. Mm-hmm. I think in general, the guards, the shooting wasn't up to the mark on, in either game. In the second game, it was even poorer. But I think in the first game, they were less of a threat. The amount of shots they took, they were quite hesitant to take that shot. And it 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 then went to Satnam and Arvind. It, it quite often went to just the two of them trying to do something. Yeah. <laughs> It, it was hard to even get them the ball, you know, and 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 the whole team's ball movement suffered because there were so many opportunities where um, I just saw Satnam out of frustration take a very difficult shot because what else were they supposed to do? Correct, and and I think you mentioned Lebanon uh, uh, applying the full court pressure. It'll be interesting to know they they looked at the tape from India's Friday's game and decided mm. to put it into uh, their defense style because mm-hmm. I remember. I, Asking the Jordan coach that was this something you had planned? Mm-hmm. He said no. This was not something we had planned. This is part of our new style, playing mm-hmm. just preparing for FIBA in general. Mm-hmm. But Lebanon had looked at the tape and said this is what we need to do because we can force turnovers off of these guys. And you mentioned 20 turnovers with Lebanon. We had 15 with Jordan. Mm. So, that isn't much of a small number either. Yeah, so I think yeah. that the full court pressure really, really um, bothered Indian guards, and it led to full court passes, which are you're really hoping that it gets to your man rather than it being a bullet pass to someone. Absolutely. Uh, yes, I wanted to ask you something about the fact that India is finally hosting FIBA games. What what were your thoughts on like the general infrastructure that that India has put out? So we we are obviously now now that we've got a chance, I'm I'm assuming that there's a little bit of funding going on on that front as well. And uh, are you seeing that you know over these three games we're starting to do things better uh, and maybe you know potentially host like bigger tournaments and you know. Uh, Adam Silver spoke about potentially hosting an NBA preseason game. Pre-season. Do, you, right. yeah, do you think that like things are moving on the right track? Um, I think in terms of hosting, they improved every fixture. But mm-hmm. I think there was a lot of control with respect to... So there was... Uh, in the Jordan game, there was something wrong with the camera that they have ab- uh, mm-hmm. above the rim. Behind the glass, but above the rim. So they were trying to fix that every time there was a timeout taken. But that one minute wasn't enough to fix it. Mm-hmm. So so th- th- those there are minor things like that. But I, th- I think there was, in terms of hosting it within the arena, there was nothing wrong. I felt. Mm-hmm. But there's, there's so much to do with trying to promote the game. I think... I don't even I don't think a lot of people knew there was an actual FIBA International World Cup qualifier going on in Kantiva Stadium. Oh. I don't know how many people knew that. Like on a Friday or on a Monday. I don't know how many people really, really knew that. 
Yeah, and that goes back with the just the promotion of it. The, these these tournaments, these qualifiers are only promoted maybe a few days before the games are about to happen. So it's it's difficult just, for people to like plan in advance or just create the hype for it, you know. Correct. I mean, and obviously we don't know how much of this goes on the federation, but and obviously Twitter is not the only way to go about it. But putting a post three hours before is is not something that is the only thing that can work. There's obviously yeah, something yeah. more than that required. For starters, it will take you three hours to get from anywhere to Kanthirava Stadium. <laughs> so, I mean, you have your obvious banners and uh, all the FIBA banners and all of that, but at some point, you have to tell people that there's something going on for them to see those banners. No, and, and I think they should aim that if, if, if they start telling people well in advance, they are. They might be hardcore basketball fans who want to travel from other cities to come to Bangalore to watch this. You know, um, definitely. It's it. It is. It is a big deal. You know, um, whether or not BFI bungles the issue with their top two best players, it's it's a big deal to, to see international basketball in India. You know, so yeah. Um, and so a lot of time, it's just word of mouth um, that gets any yeah. sort of publicity for these uh, matches, and I'm. With my club group, right? Like every time there's a match like this, there's there's plenty of forwards that say, if you've got time, come watch. If you've got time, come watch. So within that little circle of people who play basketball or who are involved with some amount of basketball in this in the city, uh, they they they've got things to keep up with, and they, they'll figure out that these events are happening. But to to the general public, to the guys who want who you want to be future fans of the game, uh, there's I think there's a lot left to be done. So it's fascinating what you've told us about, you know, um, the, 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 the Kantavira so far. I hope I'm saying it right, and uh, and and all like Kantira. the Kantivara so far, and uh, and its potential as a basketball yeah. sort of arena for future preseason games in NBA. Now you now yeah. you did mention when we started that you are also an NBA fan. Uh, tell me a little bit about that. What's uh, what's your favorite team? So I am I'm a Laker fan, courtesy of Kobe Bryant. Thanks to Kobe Bryant. Of course. So so is, so, so is our friend Koshik. So yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> how did you uh, how, how did how did you get into it? So it's a funny story. I actually started watching in the 2001 finals. Okay. And when I was I think seven, and I was actually supporting AI. Of course, he was he was amazing that year. The, yeah, I, I thought the I thought the contest was unfair. Like he's just one dude, and the other guys have two superstars. Yeah. So I just thought the contest was unfair. So my seven-year-old brain told me to support Allen Iverson. Yeah. Um, but I think when India caught on to uh, broadcasting matches again around 2008 or 9 again, I think this more with Kobe and the Lakers, and they had their Second championship along with him again, so mm-hmm. that helped. Now, are you are you continuing to feel positive about your Lakers in the in the quote unquote Lonzo Ball era? <laughs> I don't know whether it's the Lonzo Ball era, but I'm certainly positive. Um, just with respect to this season, not necessarily the previous three. Yeah, but. 
I think we have multiple players who do who can do multiple things, which is what the NBA is about right now. Mm-hmm. Um, just uh, players being of an average height and being able to play on both ends of the court and be able to do multiple things on offense, whereas playmaking, shooting, post up, different types of offense. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that we have four guys in their early twenties who can do that. I'm especially hyped about Ingram. I think, I mean, Kuzma, of course, has had a surprisingly great season, but uh, I think Ingram's the real deal. I, I think he's going to be a star. Yeah, I think he has an underrated uh, case for uh, most improved. I don't think he's going. To, he might not get a lot of votes, but I think his game in general as an individual has improved a lot. Mm-hmm. His driving game is tremendous. The finishes around the rim. And sometimes, to a certain extent, unstoppable. I mean, his mm-hmm. his hang time and his thanks to his long arms, it's his driving game is immense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's just hope that um, by the time the NBA decides to send that preseason game, you know that the Kings are coming. Our our uh, our own Vivek Rana DB is going to ensure <laughs> that one of the teams playing is going to be the Kings, uh, and the, the whole draw is going to be. We can play hope they're not. The, we can only hope they're not that bad that time. <laughs> the draw the, the is going to be who is going to be the, the opposing team because very few people in India are going to go, are, will want to go at Buddy Heald, you know. Unless, um, unless like Vince Carter is with the team, maybe people will be excited. But um, the whole draw will be who, who they play against. So if it's somebody, if it's a big name team like Lakers or if they can get a team with a superstar, it, it could be a big deal. Okay. Um, Yash, thanks I, a lot. I think for... it's got a lot to do with that. Sorry, go on. Sorry, go on, Yash. I think it's got a lot to do with the players who have the most Asian popularity. So, Warriors come a lot to China. Uh, so, yeah. we can just hold our hopes high that maybe, who knows? I, mean, I didn't want to say that. There. I didn't want to say the Warriors. They are too, they, they are like <laughs> on a stratosphere of their own. So, it seems like even hoping for either Warriors right. or LeBron. Yeah. Seems like an unrealistic <laughs> expectation right now. But even yeah, if they get someone second tier, if they get the yeah. Bucks and we, we get to see Giannis, if they get the Pelicans, we get to see Anthony Davis, Absolutely. like that would be a huge deal, you know? I, I think even a once, any one superstar team right now yes. would be a huge delight to just watch. Yes, yes, for sure. Um, Yash, thanks so much for joining us and for all the reporting you've done in these last two qualifiers. Um, I, I, I hope to keep up with your work on SportsQ as much as possible. Uh, what can we expect next? What's your next project? What are you working on? Um, right now, we have nothing. Um, I mean, unfortunately, India doesn't seem to be going a lot uh, very ahead in terms of their World Cup campaign. Mm-hmm. So, with, with respect to basketball, I think we have the Commonwealth Games and the Asian Games yeah. coming up. And any uh, other sports you are focused on? I'm not particularly focused on any other sport as much as I am on the NBA, but I do follow NFL. Mm-hmm. I have been following it for the past three, four years. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's another sport I do follow a lot. Mm-hmm. But um, right now it's just the NBA. Awesome. So, so we'll have some playoff coverage to look forward to, I guess. Definitely, definitely. Come April is the best time of the year. So yeah, for, for sure. Basketball fans, for sure. 
Thanks for Yash. Uh, like you know, after all these years of sort of knowing you on social media and all, it's great to actually like get to speak to you and you know talk about a lot of nerdy basketball stuff. So thanks again for uh, for joining us on Hoop Nation and hope you have a great rest of the day. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. So I want to thank uh, Yash Matange for joining us um, for speaking about the, the qualifiers and. basically for for giving us an experience of watching um the highest level of indian basketball what should be the highest level of indian basketball uh live you know from from the stadium it was really cool to to hear his perspective yeah absolutely uh it's it's not often i, I know i sound like a beat repeating drum but you know uh, it's not often that we get a chance to host matches like this so it's good to good to hear the kind of perspective from someone who's who's been in events like that and who can, who can say that things are getting better from game to game even though yeah. you know, even though the BFI does its best to not <laughs> put a good product out there <laughs> uh, so uh, and we finish the conversation with of course a little you know our usual chat about the nba uh, yes just like you is is a, is a kobe era forward laker fan um Koshik how are you the, the Lakers are you know not embarrassingly bad the they're, they're looking decent this season right hey man hey man we're going to go on a 15 game winning streak enter the playoffs as the 8th seed and become <laughs> the first 8th seed to win the that's it you know that's, if they that, that's what the 3 game winning streak has taught me <laughs> you know if they do make it I'll 100% be rooting for them to beat the Rockets as the number one seed. The, the Rockets, as good as they are, and they're damn good. The Rockets are playing some incredible basketball. James yeah. Harden is the MVP so far. I just can't stand watching them. It's just the it's one of those you know great teams that that frustrate me in actual you know in the eye test because mm-hmm. because their um, their offense is so predictable. Uh, so who else has impressed you? Um, apart from i mean the the rockets and the warriors are of course the obvious uh um, I, i actually yeah. i actually disagree with you on the rockets watchability thing okay. i feel like this is suddenly a topic now and everybody's talking about how the rockets are unbearable to watch like i want to defend it's not suddenly i've been finding them unbearable for the entirety of the harden era just want to get that out there like clear the, hard, <laughs> the harden era is like three different styles of basketball though like okay i get it they shoot a shitload of threes but uh, i think it's different from like i remember the the time when they just started with the harden era that was unbearable to watch so it was just him being you know iso ball and like trying to draw as many fouls as possible and a lot of free throws and yeah that's a shit product i agree but like with chris paul now i feel like they they're a little more dynamic probably not as like dynamic and free flowing as golden state nobody ever will be because you don't have like four players of that caliber but i i think i think they're actually like quite interesting and i'm really curious to see them eventually play golden state because uh, i i still think like golden state is favorite but here's a team that can actually possibly like match them in what is the what is the baseline now like match them in like three out of the seven games or something like that yeah um so i mean when i mean unbearable to watch i still stand by <laughs> because even with the chris paul uh, even with chris paul coming in the their basic philosophy remains um one of the two guards driving in 
to either get a basket um, to or be fouled or or push out for a straight three. I think where the Warriors differ and where I prefer watching the Warriors is mm-hmm. is the ball is constantly moving and every single body is moving on court at all times. I yeah. think the Warriors are genius level at moving without the ball, and um, it's not uh, like the the best pass in every offense might not be the assist. You know, yeah, it'll, yeah. it'll be yeah. Steph to Draymond to Clay to whatever you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the Rockets are still very one-dimensional, and it works. Here's the thing: like we are criticizing something that is working really well, actually. You know, I, I mean, yeah. not we. I, I am criticizing something <laughs> that, that works really well, and, um, and and I guess it's just um, it happens. You know, they, they've been successful teams. That I mean, the, the Detroit Pistons of the 2004-5 were incredibly successful, but not very high on my watchability scale. So yeah, um, yeah. it happens. Um, I, I I do agree that they are. They're they're legit this season. I've become a believer of them in sorts. I I, mm-hmm. I don't think they're gonna beat the Warriors, but they'll take two or three games. Oh. Yeah, and how great would it be if they had home court for that series? So I I I I think eventually they won't. I feel that the Warriors are the Warriors mm-hmm. have cruised their way to like they, they, they were half a game behind the Rockets at All Star break, and they hadn't yeah. even started playing half decent basketball. You know. <laughs> So, yeah, um, and I think I think yeah. that that could go on till the postseason. Yeah, this is like a team in super chill mode, and mm. I'm, I'm I don't even think they're fussed about getting the first seed. They're just that confident in themselves. So I think it'll just make for a better entertaining product if yeah, if Houston gets the home seed. Uh, what about the other conference though? Do you like the new look Cavs at all? I like. Or is, they they make me less depressed. Let's just put it that way. The the old look. <laughs> oh man, the old look Cavs were just. And I'm not a Cavalier fan in general, but it was just sad to watch them. They they genuinely hated each other. There was like real bad blood on the floor. So at least these Cavs, like it seems that there's um like yeah uh and you know they won what four out of six I think since uh since mm-hmm. they basically made Isaiah Thomas inactive. Um, yeah. They, they at least seem happy to be playing together. I still worry if 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 I'm a Cavalier fan, I'm still worried at how much load LeBron carries himself. It yes. still is all a LeBron game. I was watching them play the Spurs the other day, and mm-hmm. he sat the first uh, four minutes of the fourth quarter, and that mm-hmm. that was the difference in the game. That, that those yeah. four minutes were the difference between it being a three-point game and a thirteen-point game. You know, um, yeah. And the it's Spurs, both, it's both absurd how yeah. how much. How effective he is at this age and this time frame of his career, and also, yes. like, how, why is he having to do so much? That's uh, that's just his way. I think even if he played with, um, like, even when mm-hmm. Kevin Love eventually comes back, and yeah. even if he even if he played with, um, you know, someone like a Kyrie, even if he was still playing with Kyrie, I think mm-hmm. LeBron's way is to be just constantly to, to be a high usage rate player at all times. You know, that yeah. that's the natural way he is effective. So um, it's the it's a gift and the curse, I guess. And I think this year, and I, I guess the, the, this is a good place to put it on record. I think mm-hmm. this is the year that, in my opinion, if I have, if I have to bet on this or I put some money on it, I think mm-hmm. the, the Cavs don't make the finals this year. I was um, just going to ask you that question. So do you think that it's still and, and they still have enough? Uh, I don't I, think. And my bet will surprise you. I'm gonna bet that the Raptors win the East this year. I'm, I'm, I'm actually I'm actually not surprised. So if if I had to pick one. Uh, one team that could do it, I think it could be them. But like hi- history is kind of against it at the moment, yeah. and I, I just 
I just think that like until somebody actually takes LeBron James out before the finals, yeah, uh, I'll have to pick him by default. Yeah, I don't. I don't say this very confidently, and I might be eating my words in May when the the, the Cavs sweep the Raptors with like blowouts in every game, like they no, always I'm, do. But yeah, um, I'm sure. I'm sure you're gonna get like good odds for this to be like a worthy bet, for sure. It's not. It's not some absurd. Impossible scenario. I feel in the past, like I've always enjoyed Raptors basketball, and I in the past I I didn't have the confidence in them, but mm-hmm. I feel this year they have turned the corner. I think Demar Derozan is one of the most underrated players in the NBA. Like he's been, oh yeah, he's absolutely balling. Um, and they have a legit uh, bench now. You know, um, OG Ajinobi, who's the poor man's Kawhi, he, he he's starting and playing really well for them. So. <laughs> I yeah, yeah. I like this team and I think they feel confident. I think in the last years it for them it wasn't the talent thing, it was a confidence thing. And mm-hmm. I finally see that like they are they are winning uh, games that they sh- they should lose otherwise, you know. The the winning yeah, games just out of pure experience this year. So yeah. pretty impressed by that. Uh, what about you? What have been your thoughts? Uh, I also think that the Cavaliers are better than they were pre All-Star break or pre-trade deadline when like it's hard to it's hard to go lower than that. Like, yes, they were such a such a bottom in terms of morale and like the way they played and stuff like that. It's it's a little bit better, but I I agree with you. Like this this is possibly the year when there is a bigger opening than that has ever been on a LeBron James team in the last few years. So, mm-hmm. um, and I, I like Toronto's game as well. They've they've changed how they play, even though they're more or less the same team. Yes. That's that's actually hard to do, and to do it this well is pretty amazing. So, um, I'm I'm keen to see what they look like in the playoffs because uh, I think I think we deserve a, a good postseason Toronto. We've they've been teasing us for the last two or three years. We'll see yeah. if it comes if it comes good this year. Uh, I want to talk to you about one more thing though, Karan. Um, yes. Before we wrap up this NBA section, yes. How good was that All Star game this time? It was uh, it was not unwatchable. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. No, it was pretty good. It was good. It was, was amazing. Yeah. We and and you know, Kaushik, we talked about this. We talked about this a few times. Um, that the All Star game will matter when LeBron starts caring about it. You know, he is the yeah. he is the sort of de facto uh, like leader of how the how these things go. You know, it, mm-hmm. as, as sort of the one of the three best players in the NBA and sort of the the cultural leader in the NBA right now. Yeah. And and he cared this year. He wanted Team LeBron to win, um, and that that was a that was a good game. They they really had a a good intense rivalry between these two teams. Absolutely, and I think it made up for the otherwise largely shitty All Star weekend. Right up till <laughs> right up till like the start of that game, what the hell was that? In, you know, team introductions. <laughs> the Kevin Hart what intro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and what what was DJ Khaled doing judging the slam dunk contest? That like, offended me more than anything else. DJ Khaled yeah. and the slam dunk contest. There's there's entirely like, too much DJ Khaled in my life right now. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like, who needs more DJ Khaled? And and like, there's Julius Irving, who's like a qualified dunk yeah. judge. And that's it. And Lisa Leslie is fine as well. Oh yeah, of course she was Les there too. She's pretty yeah. amazing. Yeah. But what what are the other th- other three guys doing? And <laughs> Oh man, I, I don't think I've ever been more disappointed in an All Star Saturday than that. Uh, um, we, we've had some crap All Star Saturdays in the last few years. Maybe like the NBA should just get rid of All Star Saturday; it doesn't serve its purpose anymore. Uh, or there were or a the All Star break in general. You, you know, like my sort of um, radical 
uh, sort of suggestion to that that would be the All Star Saturday would be that. So, so you know how how like fans vote for twenty four All Stars, right? Yeah. I think fans should vote for, say, thirty five players mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who should be involved in the All Star weekend. I'm not counting the 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 rookie sophomore game on Friday. Forget that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Saturday Sunday I think fans should vote for 35 players to be involved and uh, and mm-hmm. among these 35 whatever the number is 40 among these 40 you have two leaders like the highest vote getters LeBron and Curry yeah. and these two leaders basically pick their teams 15 to 20 players per team and now mm-hmm. the entire weekend only these 15 to 20 participate in everything they participate ah, in the I game like I like this idea the skills challenge the shooting contest the dunk contest what this does is that Now the dunk contest itself, I think there were like two or three really amazing dunks. You know, mm-hmm. they were yeah. over overshadowed by all the bullshit. And I even yeah. found the Black Panther dunk really funny. I think like if you're gonna have a mediocre dunk with a lot of hype, that's how you do it. You get you yeah, get yeah, a black yeah. like it was a mediocre dunk, but it was cool. You know, it was a nice moment. Um, yeah. But I think that's very same dunk. Like even mediocre dunks, if they're done by Russell Westbrook instead of Victor Oladipo. And Victor Oladipo mm-hmm. was an all-star, so that's not a good example. But if they're done by Westbrook instead of uh, Dennis Smith Jr. or whatever, people yeah, will yeah. be hyped. It'll just get people going crazy, you know. So and the same thing with the um, three-point contest, which is anyways now among you know uh, th- that's the one thing that all-stars don't mind doing. They don't mind doing the, the three-point contest. So I yeah. think that's how it should be. We when we vote for the all-star weekend, we want to see only the stars we vote for for the entire weekend, and. Um, mm-hmm. You can have like other players involved in like I don't know something else. The NBA can make something up. There's 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 an infinite amount of like gimmicks that the NBA can do and be sponsored to do <laughs> at the All Star Weekend. Um, yeah, just do it without DJ Khaled. This is yeah. Let's just have a a, a timeout from DJ Khaled for for a few years. How about this? How about people who are judging the dunk contest? How about they be able to jump one one foot in the air? That's it. <laughs> I ask for a one feet vertical. <laughs> yeah, they don't even they don't even have to dunk. They just have to get off the ground. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. What do you think? What do you think of the yeah. idea? Do you think Do you think that's feasible? I I love it. It's completely unfeasible, but I love I love the idea. <laughs> hey, if I they if they sign up for something like that, if they made such a drastic change this year, which which are, kudos to the NBA, it, it's a drastic change to history. You know, like they, they all talk about. Yeah. Oh, we've been keeping historical records of East versus West. Like no one yeah. gives a shit. No one, no one cares <laughs> how much the West has won versus how much the East has won in the All Star Game history. You know, it's not the Lakers yeah, and yeah. Celtics. We're not counting championships. Um, yeah. So uh, I think yeah, I like your, I like your idea, Karan. Let's let's push it. Let's to do. Adam. Let, let's push it. L- let's hope Adam. Adam. Let's hope. Adam, <laughs> let, let's let's call Adam. Let's hope Adam's listening to Bershin. Um <laughs> When he comes to India for for the preseason game, we'll we'll hound him down. Yeah. Um, maybe cost- maybe the B- BFI will say that. LeBron James isn't allowed to play because he, <laughs> he, he didn't show passion. We 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 had we've had trust issues with LeBron. We can't we can't have a say. <laughs> oh boy. Um. On uh, that very positive note, Kakash. <laughs> uh, let's call an end to um, an, an emotional think, roller coaster of a podcast. I think so. I think so. I think this is a good moment to end episode fifty-eight. Um, so once again, I want to thank all of our listeners for constantly tuning into our episodes and for listening to us ramble and rant and do <laughs> speak about 
issues that deeply concern our basketball loving hearts yes uh, <laughs> uh, if you want to reach out to us on social media karan is at hupistani on twitter he's also at karan madok one you're like yes. you're doing the two accounts thing now yeah, uh, so yeah, if, yeah. if you want to listen to him quote his favorite book lines then probably the second account yeah, the, the hupistani account is is a political it's 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 straight straight edge arrow you know it's it's yeah. it's it's the account that offends nobody except probably the bfi um, yeah <laughs> the other account and, of and the other one not. the other one probably offends uh, bjp that's it yeah <laughs> or, 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 or <laughs> m- m- most most of the earth but yeah <laughs> okay this, this podcast is like strictly apolitical so i yes. take that comment back <laughs> and yeah if you want to reach me on twitter i am at underscore toshik7 the podcast is at hoopdarshan and we are available also on podbean soundcloud itunes most of other places um yes. yeah so if, if you got any questions for us please feel free to send that to us we will definitely give you a shout out and also answer it um until next time then hashtag india basketball